Welcome to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought or at Counterthought CEO and on our Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. Bravo, Ron DeSantis and the Florida legislature. On Friday, you signed a bill that stuck it to Disney and really took it to them as retaliation for Disney's support and actions, you and the Florida legislature for the parental rights and education bill. But what about the Florida residents that could be stuck holding the bag? Welcome to episode 47 of Counterthought. Is what Ron DeSantis and the Florida legislature did to Disney really a good thing? On Friday of last week, in a special session called by Ron DeSantis, the Florida legislature passed a bill, House and Senate, and it was signed by Ron DeSantis on Friday of last week that eliminates the special privilege, the special interest land that Disney resides on, which is the, the Reedy Creek District. Reedy Creek District was established back in 1967 before the ratification of the Florida Constitution. Now, this special session, this bill, this law, all goes back to a few weeks ago when the Florida legislature and Ron DeSantis signed into law the Parental Rights in Education Act, saying that children ages from kindergarten through third grade could not be told by their teachers have any kinds of discussions related to gender or sexual orientation within the classroom, that anything like that needed to be elevated or escalated to the parents. And it's up to the parents to decide how they want to have those conversations with their children. So in retaliation for Disney speaking up against that and saying, hey, we have Walt Disney World in Florida and we have a vested interest there, we are going to oppose this law and fight against it legally. So Ron DeSantis called a special session of the Florida legislature. The Florida legislature drafted a bill, SB4C, passed it in the House and the Senate. In the Senate, it passed 23 to 16. In the House, it passed 70 to 38. Republican majorities in both the House and the Senate here in the state of Florida. And then Ron DeSantis signed it into law on Friday. But what does the bill actually say? And is this bill maybe just a big bunch of nothing? So let me read it to you. The bill is very short. It is only two paragraphs. But the second paragraph of this bill, of this law, is, is what is most important. It says, Notwithstanding Statute 189.072, any independent special district established by a special act prior to the date of ratification of the Florida Constitution on November 5th, 1968, and which was not re-established, re-ratified, or otherwise reconstituted by a special act or general law after November 5th, 1968, is dissolved effective June 1st, 2023. 
an independent special district affected by this subsection may be reestablished on or after June 1st, 2023, pursuant to the requirements and limitations of this chapter. So you may have picked up on a few things there. This law that's signed does not go into effect until June 1st of 2023. That is next year. That is one year from now. So Disney and I believe it's five other districts here in the state of Florida have between now and June 1st of next year to change and reapply to be up to the Florida Constitution and reapply for this these special privileges, the special land districts that they currently um, reside on. So does this bill, does this law actually do anything, any harm against Disney? And looking more into this, it seems like this law is actually potentially going to cause more harm to the Orange County and Osceola County residents where the Disney property resides, this Reedy Creek district. But you don't hear about that from a lot of Republicans. And I think that's because most Republicans that you hear from, especially on TV, the national news, and even the popular ones online or on YouTube and so on and so forth with their podcasts and shows, they don't live in Central Florida like I do. I live in Orange County, so I'm a concerned resident. I took the time earlier today before this recording to call DeSantis's office. Sat on hold for about 10 minutes. A staffer did not talk to me. It automatically kicked me over to voicemail after 10 minutes of holding. So I left a voicemail with, you know, expressing my concern and what, what I'm calling about. Phone number. We'll see if they get back to me. But Disney, since 1967, which is when this Reedy Creek District was established prior to 1968, remember it talked about November 5th, 1968, anything prior to that. So that's how Disney got thrown into this, this Reedy Creek District. Disney enjoys these special privileges. Disney handles things like their own fire department, their own emergency medical services. They handle um, land zoning and building approval and building permits and um, other municipalities within within that Reedy Creek district. They handle the roads and all of the construction and everything that goes along with that. Disney taxes itself to pay for that. But it is said by Scott Randolph, who is the tax collector in Orange County, that if this Reedy Creek district actually is dissolved, that it could be millions upon millions, tens to $100 million worth of taxes that are then going to fall onto Orange County residents. Me. I don't want to pay higher property taxes. The tax collector, Randolph, mentioned that tax property taxes could go up as high as 25% to cover the dissolvement of this Reedy Creek district for Disney. Also looking more into this, it doesn't seem like any kind of financial analysis was done in the Florida legislature to determine what the impact would be for the dissolving of the Reedy Creek district. Just seems like the special special session was called by DeSantis and the Florida legislature created this bill. DeSantis signed it into law. And that was that just to kind of, you know, dust the hands, so to speak, wipe themselves clean of this whole Disney thing. But beyond the potential effects that this could have on Orange and Osceola County residents, this, this law may be a whole bunch of nothing to start. It may not even get to June 1st, 2023. And let me tell you why. So there are three things really that kind of determine if this law is, is any good. 
The first being, this could be a free speech issue. The state of Florida is government. Government cannot act against <clears throat> an individual or a corporation on the basis of free speech, on the basis of an opinion. Now, a lot of people say that the action that the state of Florida is taking against Disney is a great thing because Disney jumped into politics and, and they deserve it. You hear this phrase, FAFO, fool around and find out. Saying, oh, well, you know, Disney jumped into politics. So, you know, all's fair, basically. They came into our ring. You know, we're free to, to hit them where it counts. We're free to knock them out. But corporations legally are entitled to free speech, even if they they say that, hey, you know, we're going to oppose this law and we're going to fight against it. The government can't go against that. That's uh, contrary to the First Amendment. So that's one. Number two, there are two existing laws, or number two, there is an existing law. Number three is an is a existing law as well. But the first existing law in the state of Florida says that no special district can be dissolved without the permission of the owners of the majority of that acreage. Reedy Creek is all Disney. It's about 28,000 acres, I believe, is, is how large it is. Disney is the majority uh, owner for that district. Do you really think Disney is going to vote this and say, hey, yeah, we want our special land dissolved? No. And then the third reason is another existing law related to bond covenants, right? Debt. There's approximately $1 billion outstanding debt in bonds for this, this Reedy Creek dis District, the Disney property. And the existing law says the state of Florida will not limit or alter Reedy, Reedy Creek's rights to own, operate, build, or maintain projects within its boundaries or in any way impair the rights or remedies of the bondholders. So by the state of Florida trying to dissolve this, which I just talked about an existing law says that they Disney has to approve this, the majority of those who own the acreage. And then also that the state cannot limit or alter the right to own, operate, build, or maintain this district. So it seems like when you really get down into this and what, you know, the laws and the actual law itself, it seems like what DeSantis and the Florida legislature really just did is something, just put something out there that is going to get a round of applause, you know, really make him look good, really make the Florida legislature look good, keep down that path of, you know, Florida being a free state and fighting for, for the rights of, of the majority here in the state of Florida and for the rights of conservative, conservatism and Republicans. And all of these things that DeSantis has done leading up to this and the Florida legislature has done up to this has been great. He won by just 30,000 votes just to, in the last election. Huge support now in Florida. Guesses are that in this upcoming governor's race against Nikki Freed, current agriculture commissioner, is that he's going to win by approximately eight points or more, which would be huge for what in the state of Florida, which is considered a swing state. So he has mass support, mass approval, not only here statewide, but nationally. You know, he's talked about all the time being considered the 2024 candidate, especially if Trump doesn't run. Or if Trump does run, 
DeSantis could be maybe a VP pick. Polls have already been taken showing that DeSantis is second as far as support to, to Trump in a potential 2024 presidential run. So DeSantis is fantastic. I voted for him back in 2018. But, but this action against Disney just, just seems like a whole bunch of nothing. It seems, you know, on the surface to be great, you know, really sticking it to Disney. But I'm led to believe that Disney could just be sitting back over in California in their corporate offices saying like, <laughs> oh, there's nothing here. We're going to win this. We're going to, we can fight this in three different, three different fronts, first amendment. And then the two existing laws in the state of Florida, this is nothing like let DeSantis have this victory. Now I will say that <clears throat> the fight with Disney has exposed internally within Disney, what it, what is going on, you know, trying to, or purposely sneaking in content related to uh, transgender or bisexuality or um, homosexuality and, and things like that through characters. You know, people are on record within Disney executives saying that they want 50% of the content to contain um, that type of content that is produced. You know, and that Disney's stock is now being, is is decreasing the the market value of Disney because people are, you know, turning away from it now that this exposure has been has been released. You know, now that the internal conversations within Disney is being exposed. And again, we like to see this fight because the left fights this way all the time, right? Especially left-led um, government. You know, we see in different states where the states are cracking down on businesses if, if they don't agree with what the business is doing. We see entire um, sectors being targeted such as oil and gas such as um big tech you know special especially social media i had an earlier episode this year that came out i believe roughly in june or july talking about state state actors the biden administration admitting that they were going to facebook and saying hey we need you to censor this information regarding the pandemic and the V's because we can't do that as the federal government, but if you can do that as a company and turning Facebook into a state actor, I think we've seen, even though it's not, I guess, officially been proven or admitted to, but Twitter I'm sure has been also involved in that. YouTube's been involved in that through Google alphabet, you know, so, so this happens. We saw back in 2010, the IRS targeting conservatives and 501c3s, nonprofit organizations. We saw in 2012, mayors saying that they want to keep out Chick-fil-A because the mayors and the, I guess, majority of the citizens, their constituents, do not, do not want Chick-fil-A there because they do not support traditional marriage. We saw in 2013, the Obama administration trying to force Hobby Lobby to pay for birth control and Little Sisters of the Poor, which went all the way up to the Supreme Court for a decision. And then in 2017, there were threats against Facebook to fix its bots because of these accusations that, oh, Russia 
changed the election and gave the election win to Trump because of of the the bots that were being used on Facebook and that they needed to clean that up because that that swayed the election. And we know we know that didn't happen. There was a, about a hundred thousand dollars spent by by Russia, which is minuscule. I think Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016 was a billion dollars. Trump's was somewhere around 500 million. So a hundred thousand dollars is is nothing. And then in 2020, we saw Gavin Newsom forcing California corporations to remake members of their board to show more diversity and inclusion. You know, the state government just putting itself into private companies, privately owned businesses saying, hey, you need to change the makeup of your board. Who cares if it's good for, for your business, for your company? You need to reflect the diversity that we want to see in California. So this is nothing new with what DeSantis and the Florida legislature did towards Disney. Government pretty frequently, you know, tries to tip the scale and influence in various different ways what companies can and cannot do. So is what DeSantis did acceptable, regardless if if it actually accomplishes anything towards Disney? I mean, legally, there's three different ways, three different um, ways that Disney can can fight this. But regardless of that, separate from that, is this the way the right Republicans should play the game? You know, we hear the term FAFO, fool around, find out. We hear, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You know, if you want to be a corporation and, and dive into politics, then this is how politics is played. Are we okay with this moving forward or should we or should we keep to our values to our principles which is that government should not be getting involved in and in limiting uh, corporations and businesses and sectors and private entities like this a part of me says like you know war political war you know all is fair in love and war we've heard that phrase and if you don't go play the, if you don't play the way the other side is playing then you know you're you're going to lose you know don't bring don't bring a knife to a gunfight that's basically what you'd be doing some people believe and i'm i'm kind of leaning that way as well in this in this fight because government the left is using corporations they are using corporations to to um to really put forward the policies that that they and the culture and the values that they want for this country, regardless of what those of us like myself want for this country. And regardless, as we've seen, especially with parents and, and children, there are over 70%, 60% majority, 51% plus easily who have turned against all of this, you know, like messing with my kids, like that's where I draw the line. So it's not just Republicans going against this. There's independents and Democrats. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not what we signed up for. And if we're going to play in the mud, you're going to get dirty. So are we going to excuse, you know, our the values that we've talked about as Republicans for decades, for forever, in order to what we believe say, to save our country? I think I'm okay with that. 
I think that I think I'm okay with that. But what I would have liked to see from DeSantis and the Florida legislature is not rush this. A part of me thinks he he maybe he didn't want to really deal with this anymore, so just wanted to get off the plate. Special session, put a bill forward. It'll go through the legal process, and you know, just kind of get rid of this and and let's move on. But I would have liked to see the Florida legislature, you know, complete a financial analysis, get the opinions of the the voters, like uh, Orange County residents and Osceola County residents. You know, I would. There was nothing ever produced that said, hey, you know, are you for this? Because by the way, if if this dissolves, then Orange County and Osceola County could be on the hook for what's been approximated to be $160 million per year <clears throat> to make up for with the property taxes to pay for everything that Disney has been been handling itself and in, in the special tax cuts they've been getting they've been given. You know, none of that happened. There had to be another way for the Florida legislature and DeSantis to, you know to get at Disney instead of doing what they did, which legally doesn't seem like it's going to stand. And then also, you know, just basically it doesn't happen until 2023, June 1st. And these special land groups, about six in total, primary being Disney, they can reapply. So is the next step, is the is the thought just be, oh, you know, we'll let them reapply. And then in a year from now, this won't be a big deal. And we'll go ahead and give them their special status. Is that the plan <clears throat> or is, was the plan then, you know, to, to not accept their application. And then this was just delaying everything a year. So I would have liked to see more from the Florida legislature and from DeSantis, if we're going to take this approach of fighting the way the left fights to win these culture wars in our country. A lot of people think that one reason why DeSantis and the legislature did this is because Disney needs Florida more than Florida needs Disney. Going back pre-pandemic, because you know that skews the numbers. You know those are kind of um, anomalies when it comes to the number of visitors to the state of Florida and to Walt Disney World and, and their four primary theme parks that they have. But in 2019, 20 to 25 million people visited Disney World. And in 2019, 75 million people visited Orlando. So Disney was about one-third to one-fourth of the visitors that came to Orlando. You know, Orlando has tons of theme parks, tons of things to do. But Disney is the big draw because none of the other theme parks here in Orlando, you know, SeaWorld, Universal Islands of Adventure, none of them brought in 20 to 25 million visitors so i think that argument is true that you know disney needs florida more than florida needs disney and this is not like disney is just going to pick up and move multi-billion dollars worth of land and property to somewhere else even if they wanted to do that that would take years to do years to build to reconstruct i mean i'm guessing it would take 10 to 20 years to reconstruct what what Disney already has. No way that's happening. So maybe Florida didn't really care. The legislature didn't really care what, what came from this or how this all played out between now and June 1st, 2023. What they just cared about was kind of wrapping up this news cycle, this story for the time being.
And because they believe that Disney needs Florida more than Florida needs Disney, they felt like they they could do this, that politically they could spare this and that this is riding the wave of this momentum of the Republican Party, this red wave, you know, and standing up against um, uh, gender identity and all of this kind of stuff and and that they could win this. And it didn't really matter legally how it all plays out. So I'm all for what what DeSantis, you know, has done for the state of Florida, being the leader, the lead Republican governor in the country, standing up for rights and for the people of the state of Florida, standing up for our children, fighting against the liberal left in their policies and bringing more people to Florida who who want those same things. Like DeSantis has been almost perfect in that. But in this with Disney, it it, it just kind of it, it missed. He and the legislature missed whenever you look into the details of this. And I'm going to continue to follow up with follow up with his office, follow up with the tax collector's office to find out what this plan really is if we ever get to June 1st, 2023, and the potential dissolving of the Reedy Creek District. I'm going to be paying attention to what is going on in the courts against this. I'm going to be asking questions because, again, as an Orange County resident, I do not want to be left holding the bag for property taxes to increase because, yes, DeSantis is fighting for our children, and I applaud him for that. But to leave the residents of Orange County and Osceola County, who are the parents of these children, holding the bag, I just don't agree with that. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at counterthought CEO or on Facebook at counterthought podcast.